I sneaked and I cheated, and Maddie is in all six episodes, so does that mean she lives, or do you think she's in the episode as a zombie, or... I don't know. I'm glad to hear it, though. I, I, I don't think she's in the episode as a zombie. I think she's going to be one of the... I think she's probably um, close to a Rick Grimes-type character. She's going to be in the whole thing. That's what I think. Well, what about Liz? You think Liz is in it for the long haul? Because remember, she had that conversation with Liz. I think that's a pretty interesting dynamic they have going on there. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm unsure. It'd be probably shock value for one of them to be killed later. They they love doing that on uh, Walking Dead, so this will probably be the same. It's quite the mind game we got going on here but um well, I mean you know we're just making predictions so we'll get to see who's the smartest one at the end <laughs> Welcome to Fear the Walking Prequel, Tribal Rants, unofficial podcast for AMC's Fear the Walking Dead. I'm Michelle. And I am Mike. So, Mike, we're three out of six episodes here. So, we're halfway through. This is an awfully short season. Yeah, that's they've taken that um, cue from Walking Dead, for sure. Yeah, but in Walking Dead, they divide it. So, they do half of it at one point and half of it at another point. This is kind of odd. How so, it's like pretentious, whole... too, isn't it? Do you think it's pretentious, or do you think they're just not willing to invest any more in it if it doesn't do well? Yeah, that too. I don't know. Um, I'm seeing that it's getting really high ratings. Uh, I've heard really both spectrums of it. People seem to either really like the show or really not like the show. I've seen like it getting a 7.9 out of 10. Um, what's your thoughts on on the show versus... Walking Dead. I give it a solid 7.2. So you're a little lower than average. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've you're always, a little below always, average. I've always been saying. below average. That's <laughs> what you strive In for. everything. <laughs> below average. That's me. So so what do you think? Um, about how it compares to Walking Dead? Yeah, what's your thoughts well, I mean, on it? Of course it doesn't have the, you know, the the... Uh, appeal of The Walking Dead yet. I mean, The Walking Dead caught fire and it's got a big, big base, big fan base. And yeah, but people really hate on The Walking Dead as well. I mean, there's like these purists that really dislike the show. They pick it apart, and I think I don't know. This is something that I really want to talk about too. In any good show, particularly any kind of science fiction show. We have to give it some leeway. We can pick this show apart, and we're pretty good at that. And I'm sure we will as we go along in this episode, because there's a, several things that I would say, no, no way, not like this. But we have to remember this is an apocalyptic zombie show. And if the worst we're looking at is that something's out of place, then don't we kind of have to look over some stuff or do we or do we only do that in the good in in the best of best shows which by the way I think the show is really good I would give it a solid 8 8.5 out of 10 I think it's really good especially for the type of show it is well if anybody from the show is listening I want them to know I give it a solid 10 <laughs> 10 across the top <laughs> all the way I think it's better than The Walking Dead in that regard I think it's 
I think it's real similar to The Walking Dead, but I think it's a little darker than The Walking Dead is. I'm not seeing, I don't know, I'm not seeing a whole lot of, I find myself tense the whole time that I'm watching the show, and I'm not usually, unless there's a particular scene in The Walking Dead that tends to make you tense up for something. It's like you have moments of relaxation in The Walking Dead, and in this one, I just find myself just tense and wanting to talk to the characters the whole time. But um, what do you think about that, about how we have to, or do we, cut some slack to things that aren't real when we're watching these sci-fi type shows? Or do we not? Do we still hold them to a standard that we would maybe hold more realistic or more uh, documentary or historical, not documentary, but historical fiction type shows. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. I think we're doing that because we're podcasting and I don't think, um, you know, and of course the water cooler conversation that goes on after these things, it, I mean, it, um, I, I don't, I don't think we're being overly, um, critical by any any means when we when we pick it apart because see, that's what people do well i'm not saying just us but i'm saying people in general i kind of think that's what we do with these shows and i'm just i don't know i guess i'm questioning is it really fair to do that with these shows or is it because i kind of waffle back and forth on it we all stand around when we're watching these shows and we go they'd never do that that wouldn't work out this way this wouldn't happen this way but right. That's we're everything. watching a zombie show. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's uh, considered good TV. So you think it's still fair for us to pick apart the things that we pick apart, yes. even though we overlook... Yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. ...the other stuff. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So we'll just go ahead and get into it. We see Chris. He's looking out the little slot in the safety garage door thing from the barber shop, and he sees... All the violence and then a glowy set of zombie eyes is just inches from his face. He calls his dad who tells him to get away from the window and they all just sit down. It's kind of bleak in the barbershop. We go to Maddie, Nick, and Alicia and they're at the house and it's dark and Nick is wanting more drugs than Maddie will give him and he's crushing them still when he needs to swallow them in yeah. place of just taking them. Yeah, he's still a drug addict. Yeah, he says some other stuff in this that kind of leads us toward that, too. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see him. I see him being a real drug addict, saying he wants to be clean, but not being clean. We go back to the barber shop. Chris, Liz, and Travis are discussing that Travis is going to be going back home to Maddie, and Chris says that he wants the three of them to just leave and go somewhere, which is... That's kind of pitiful, isn't it? It's kind of sad. I mean, it's a sad situation, and I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic if they do show the families together like we're seeing on down in this episode. Um, Chris is worried that they're going to break in, but Travis is trying to be pacifying to him and saying there's nothing in there to steal. But the barber, his name is Daniel, he reminds Travis that there's more in there that co than combs, and he shouldn't try to make his son feel like everything is just going to be okay in the world. Daniel is certainly a pessimist, I think, or a realist. What would you say? I'd say he's a, he's a realist, yeah. So you think he's got some kind of insight to it? and or Because at this point, nobody knows anything. I mean, Daniel had his had his 
shop open just a few hours ago was cutting somebody's hair when they came in. I think he's just more prepared for anything. I think he's just more um, ready, would, ready to go. And you mean mentally prepared, right? Yes. Okay, the crowd starts to break into the place next door, and these are these places are connected like businesses, and they catch it on fire. And Chris feels the heat, and he alerts everybody, and they decide to huddle together and just make a run for it. Um, is that the safest thing you think you could do in a situation like that? Or is it your only option? Or? It's your only option because the place was going to burn down around them, so you've got to... That's that's that has nothing to do with, has just has to do with survival, not necessarily safety. So should they, do you think, have stayed or or left at some other point, maybe before it got as bad as it is there, no, or waited until no, the police went down the road? No, that was the best option at the time, was to stay in the secure building. As soon as the secure building became unsecure, they had to relocate. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. I mean, they obviously had Quickly. to relocate. Yeah, but I... I guess you just make the best decision you can at any given moment in a situation like that. But it's funny they got in his truck and didn't have a scratch on it except for the busted windshield. And they're out there turning over cop cars and they get in his 1979 truck and you know he accidentally knocks over a motorcycle and it's the only scratch that's on it. That was kind of funny. But see, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about about how we pick apart that kind of thing, but not the fact. It's not that really picking things apart. I mean, you got these looters turning cars over in the middle of the road. And they run out to where his car's parked perfectly in the parking spot it was parked in. They get in and they, you know, starts perfectly and they drive away. Tires aren't flat. The windows aren't knocked out. It's not turned over on its side. You know. Were all the cars messed mm, up? I did you notice? Or I, did, you didn't? I didn't notice. I, I just, you know, and I didn't mean pick it apart in a bad way. I just meant we point out all the things that probably wouldn't happen that way. But we're not pointing out that as they're running down the road, we're seeing people biting people's necks and that kind of stuff. We see is. that every day. Oh, okay. Um, we go back to Maddie, Nick, and Alicia, and they're playing Monopoly. And they point out that Daddy was always the shoe. And they're a little bit sad about it. So I think we're seeing a little bit of the backstory of their house and what went on. We're back with Travis and the whole group and everybody's running the situation's getting worse and worse out there we kind of skipped to the end of that just a minute ago talking about it but the barber's wife her name is Griselda the yeah it is it's Griselda hmm. they call her I, I've heard her called Zelda I think but maybe not but Griselda Grizz no I haven't heard Grizz that's Clark W. Griswold mm -hmm. from. Hey, Gris, get my stogie. <laughs> but um, as they're running away, the police turn on the high pressured hoses onto the crowd and they knock over scaffolding that falls on her foot yep. and it traps her. And Travis goes back to get her and he kind he saves her. What what would have happened? Um, well, if he hadn't saved her, then... No, I mean, really, what what could Daniel, her husband, have done? Oh, nothing. He would have been trampled. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. He's a pretty tough old bird. I don't know. He might have, I don't know. Yeah, he is. He's tough, but 
I don't think he could have lifted that scaffolding and then no, carried her like, by himself. like Travis did. So no. it was good that that they were all there together. But they all get in the truck, and of course Liz and Griselda, and most of them are in the back, and Liz is saying that she needs medical help. Okay, we go back to the house, and it looks like, I mean... They're playing Monopoly, and they're just having fun. Apocalypse Monopoly is coming out this fall. It's by Milton Bradley. Yeah, I, d- I haven't heard that, but... Yeah, it's called Apocalypse Monopoly. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have little hands and feet instead of shoes and gloves and stuff. Apocalypse Zomopoly? Apocalypse? Zomopoly? No, no, leave the comedy to me. Apocalypse <laughs> Monopoly. Okay. Um, they hear several gunshots outside. Or Apocaly. Apocaly. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Alicia asks how long they're going to wait, and they, they kind of reveal a little bit more about, we assume, about their father, because Maddie says they should just go to sleep, and Alicia says she can't sleep waiting on someone to come home, and that she's having major deja vu. Hmm. So, and did you notice that Alicia made some comment about Monopoly being some, did she use the word capitalistic childhood something? Okay, we switch back to Travis in, in the truck and the whole group, and they're pulled up to the hospital. And what do you think about that hospital scene? Um, well, um, some of these folks won't need any aftercare. <laughs> yeah, um, that was pretty gruesome. Yeah, it was, it was pretty. Um, uh, it's ushering ushering our, our new cast of characters here into the realization that you know they're not in Kansas no more. Yeah, something bad's yeah, going on. Something bad's going on, and, and things are changing. Oh, speaking of which, she kind of said we're not in Kansas anymore. To segue on down from there, Maddie is from Huntsville, Alabama. Really? Yeah. So so Maddie's just right down the road. Just do people here know where we're from? They know we're from Tennessee. But we talked last week or the week before about how there's more American actors because all of the Walking Dead are Australian and stuff, right, and from some other place, yeah. right? I found out that we are so wrong. Matt, Maddie is from Huntsville, okay. so, okay. but guess where Alicia's from? Uh, don't tell me. I'm not. Uh, Brazil. Sydney, huh. Australia. How about that? So she, Almost in Brazil. That's pretty close. Yeah. Um, guess where Travis is from? Oh, uh, Nicaragua. He's not. Yeah, where? New Zealand. Really? Yes, New Zealand. Hmm. Guess where Nick is from? Uh, he's from... Uh, any Johnny Depp's cousin? You know, he's not, hmm. but you are not the only one that's made that... And you predicted that in another I did, episode. But and it, we should be noted that I did it first. <laughs> but these other people just got to the microphone first. Where is Nick from? Uh, Nick is from um, Turkey. <laughs> no. Well, I'm just trying. I'm just guessing. I don't know. I'm not been successful, so I'm just going out there. He's from London. Really? Yes. Okay. So these people are. They're pretty good, don't you think? They're pretty good actors because, you know, here we were thinking something else. But anyway, back to that hospital scene. It's funny. They're shot, shooting them and shooting them, and they're watching them shoot them shoot them, and then they're watching the headshot, and, they, and the old man, it registers with him, and he sees the guy go down from the headshot. Did you see that? No, I didn't notice yeah, the him. The old man's watching them, 
Daniel. Yeah, shooting yeah. and shooting and shooting, and you know the little you know shots are appearing on the body, and then he's looking up as they do a headshot on uh, some guy who looks you know kind of. Oh, I thought it was a woman. Oh well, maybe okay. I thought it was just also a gray-haired guy, like that guy from Back to the Future. That, you know. I thought I thought it was, but but anyway, have we figured out now? On this show, because Maddie keeps asking, she wants to know, is it from bites, is it from the blood, or whatever. So, Maddie's trying to figure out, is it from the bites, or the blood, the transmission of this. Right. Are these people in the hospital being bitten, or are they turning that quick after they have dead? Are these people coming up from the morgue? Are we supposed to know the answer to that? No, they're probably, it's probably just a combination. Yeah, because... Remember, zombies are running around now biting people. And then when you die, if you aren't, you know, a hole knocked in your head some way, you're going to come back. So it's probably just, I don't think it really matters. Well, I mean, it matters to Maddie. She wants to know. Well, maybe she'll find out. I was just trying to get to, do you think that we know at this point what's going on? Because... I don't know, and I don't know how long it's going to take them to figure that out. Because remember in The Walking Dead, they figure it out. But yeah. it takes them a while, so they didn't know. Right. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. They're driving away from the hospital, and we see the huge blocks of power going off yeah. all over the city. They're watching that the lights was, go off, and they're watching the world die right in front of them. That was ominous, didn't you think? Oh, yeah. And then we go to commercial. Yeah. We come back, and Nick is asking Maddie and Alicia how long they think it'll be before Travis gets back. And Maddie sends Alicia to put the game away. And she says because she's the loser, but she's really trying to protect Alicia. So Alicia has no idea what's going on yet, right? Because she keeps saying she doesn't have to know and all that kind of stuff at this point. She just thinks people are sick. Alicia still doesn't know, I don't think, okay. at this point. Um, and then Nick says maybe Travis went home to his family. Yeah, Nick's just being... Um, Is he poking at his mama? Yeah, he's just trying to, you know... Um, I don't think he's a real big Travis fan. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's that or if he's feeling uh, insecure about having somebody that'll stay there. I don't know. I haven't got that yet because I mean Travis has certainly been on his side but anyway of course this upsets Maddie and the power goes off Alicia gets a flashlight and looks out and says it's happening again and then we hear someone banging on the door yeah they gotta get away from the I mean even today we're not in the middle of a zombie apocalypse that we're aware of but if anything's going on outside you don't and you got all your lights off in your house and danger is outside your house. You don't walk up to your window carrying a spotlight. I mean, this is so just, yeah. This is basic. Uh, you know, this is um, you know basic uh, home. You know, stay in your house and don't let anybody know you're there. One on one. Yeah, zombie survival one on one. Yeah, it's just yeah. But anyway, we find out that it's just a big old German Shepherd at the door. Hence the name, the dog. Yep. The dog comes in and he's barking and nuts and he's bloody. We never even found out what the blood's from. I mean, the dog's bloody, and but Nick doesn't think it's from him. Right. So he doesn't think it's the dog's blood. Okay, 
tell me what at this point, because the dog runs to the back or to the other side of the house, whichever way it may be the front at this point, and he's barking. He's barking at the neighbor. At the zombie neighbor. Yeah. Why at this point do they decide that they have to go get a gun? I'm, I'm going to pick for just a minute. They didn't. Um, Nick saw the zombie neighbor head for the house, and he goes, Hey, the neighbors have a gun. I know where it's at. I almost stole it one time. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, let's go get it. Oh, okay, because I didn't, I didn't yeah. hear him say that. Yeah, so he's going to run over there and get the Okay, okay, good. Well, that's good then, because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know that, and I was wondering how he found that, that gun so quickly. Yeah. So they all go together, and what is that maze they're running through out back? Do you know what that is? Like yeah, a garden yeah, thing. Yeah, a type of garden. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. That's, so they make know. it into the neighbor's house. They're using a key that Nick uh, mysteriously knew where it was, fortuitously. Well, well, yeah. I mean, he he'd been he'd broken in their house before. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. No, no. But I like Nick. You do? Yeah, I like Nick. Okay. Um, they hear something inside the house, and Maddie's calling Susan, Susan. Of course, mm-hmm. no one answers. We should point out that Alicia's just walking around here. She's just wandering alone while Maddie and Nick are going to retrieve the gun. And I'm really surprised that Maddie let her do that. Didn't keep her right with her, not knowing where the neighbors were and considering that she knew what was going on. Maybe they were a little focused, though, on getting to the the shotgun. Well, Nick goes ahead and finds the gun, and they hear the dog barking. Alicia does. She's in the other room. She she hears their their dog, the dog that just went in their house, barking. She looks out and calls for her mom because the neighbor guy has now walked into into the open sliding glass door. They left the door open at their house. Mm -hmm. Zombie got in. (laughs) Is that like when you leave the door open and a fly gets in and everybody gets mad that there's a, a fly? Bit, a little house? bit, a little bit worse than that. maybe okay. like a bee. A bee, mm-hmm. okay, or a bear. A bee, maybe. <laughs> okay, so you can, yeah. You can't shoot really a bear. Um, you can't shoot a bee. No, you could. <laughs> uh, we need to keep the door closed. Mm-hmm. Um, why do they go out? the back door. Why do they go back through the bamboo maze and over a fence to get back in the house in place of just going out the front door where they're looking uh, and walking right across the street? That's a great point. I don't know. It's a really good point. I don't know. Well, they had decided just to stay in Susan's house, but they see Travis and the gang pull up up right at that moment. They want to warn him. It's kind of like you calling me every time I get my hands in chicken or something like that. And I cannot answer the phone. So why would they go out that one door in place of the other and not just go out the regular door? Does that make any sense? It doesn't to me either. So, But Travis has pulled up, and so I guess Maddie thinks he doesn't have enough sense to see that there's a zombie in there. The spotlights that are shining out the windows aren't where I don't think they are at this point, but... Um, but anyway, they go back through the mazy thing and head back toward the house. And then, Travis is already fighting with the zombie at this point. Well, then we have a commercial. We can take mm-hmm. a break. And then we come back from the commercial, and Travis is walking into the home, and he's gently calling for Maddie mm-hmm. in the dark. 
if it's dark and you're calling for somebody, you do like this frantic whisper call. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, fear. Fear of the yelling. Will scare you? Yeah, I don't know. Scare yourself with your yelling? I don't know. But we see the neighbor bent over and he's eating the dog. The neighbor is eating the dog. Can this dog get some kind of an award? Because I like the dog. Yeah, the dog. Good-looking German Shepherd dog. You know, barks a lot. I like the. Dog. And he's got his eyes open. How did they make that dog keep his eyes open while the zombie guy was eating him? <laughs> I don't. That is quite the quite yeah. the animal. Well, maybe there. the dog will be nominated for an Emmy or something. They should be. Golden Globe Award. Yeah. Yeah. Just the dog. Shep, the dog on Fear the Walking. Yeah, he could be um, Best Supporting Actor or something. Best Supporting, best supporting feline, Barker. Not feline. Uh, canine. <laughs> the neighbor attacks and knocks Travis to the floor and it's all a mess. Meanwhile, they've forgotten the shells, the bullets for the gun. So they went all the way over there, went through the maze stood in there, found the gun, and left them, left the shell. So Alicia decides to go back and get them. They're all the way back home, but Alicia decides to go back and get them. And so tell me about that medication that she saw on the table when she went back in. Um, I don't know. Was she trying to imply that Susan had taken her own life and taken too many pills, and that's what killed Susan because they didn't know if Susan, they think she had been bitten, they think she had just died. So I don't know. Is that what we think? Susan had just died? I, I don't know. I mean, that's what that's what they said. That's what they were talking about. Has she been bitten? Has she been bitten? And no, I think Susan was bitten by the neighbor. Oh, okay. I mean, there's a zombie walking through the neighborhood. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna err on the side of okay. the zombie. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just I thought Nick got him. Maybe because there was an empty pill probably. bottle. Probably that that's probably what happened. Yeah, that makes more sense. On the table, but yeah. but I don't know when he would have. Well, remember, you know, he was sitting there. You know, he's a drug addicts. And, you know, they're they're uh, talented. But then she sees feet under the door and she makes a beeline out of there. And she makes it through the maze and gets almost back over. But then Susan grabs her foot. Well, first she grabs her hair through the bamboo yeah. and all through that. Through the bamboo garden, yeah. Yeah, and all that. And tries to hold her. But meanwhile, back at the house, Daniel has shot the zombie neighbor First, getting him in the face. Yeah, and he was, and they all took note that hey, this guy took a shotgun blast to the face, and he's still coming at us. So the old man. Yeah, because it wasn't through his head; it was just like through his yeah, face. Yeah, the old man showing some real, um, real grit. Walks very close to him, puts the barrel inches away from his head, and just completely removes the top of his head. So. Okay. There's only one or two other zombie scenes that I've ever seen that good. I thought that was that was good. I didn't enjoy the violence oh. of it. But as far as a zombie scene, the crispy zombies in one of the Walking Dead episodes where they'd gotten out of the fire mm -hmm. and they were walking, they were actually glowing. Mm -hmm. That was another really good zombie scene. Mm -hmm. A lot of the zombie scenes, and I know that in Walking Dead they're older and more decayed and whatever, but it's just like kind of crust, crush, mush, and all that. And it was pretty neat to see something much more realistic to 
I mean, it was gross and terrible, but much more realistic to a real Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Shotgun wound. Um, but yeah, the barber, Daniel, he's the one who ends up shooting the neighbor. Yeah. And gets him off of Travis. Maddie comes out, and Chris comes out and pulls Alicia over the fence, and Alicia acts like she's mad at Chris, and he really kind of saved her, right? So is there something going on between them? Do they know one another, or does she even know who that is, or did it just scare her, or what is that? Yeah, because when Susan has her leg and she's going back over the fence, and Chris comes and he's pulling her, and then they fall to the ground, and then she, like, elbows him in the face. You don't like Chris. Why? I don't know. Just probably the family... uh, Dynamic? Yeah. Maddie comes out, and they're talking about that Susan is not sick. Nick says she's dead. Like Matt is what Nick says. And then Alicia loses it. She loses it, and she freaks out. She says, not like that. Matt's not like that. She's carrying him. Travis goes back inside and starts to set Chris's nose, but then he decides that it probably wasn't broken, and the lights come back on Chris starts asking what's wrong with that man, what was wrong with that woman, and Travis says people are getting sick, and Chris asks if they will all get sick, but Travis tells him that they will all be all right. So he's still trying to tell him this stuff. Then we go we go to Liz, and she's wrapping up um, Griselda's foot. Griselda wants something for the pain, but they don't have anything but aspirin. They start discussing if they should leave tonight or in the morning. This is Maddie and Travis and everybody. Maddie wants to leave tonight. She says Travis... Let's get out of there. Yeah, well, she's seen a lot. It's sitting there and she doesn't feel safe in there. Yeah. But she says that Travis has to take care of of Peter, the neighbor that they just... No, Peter, Peter. the neighbor oh, yeah, that they yeah, just yeah, shot. Yeah. yeah. If they stay the night... So, then we see Travis, all by himself, poor Travis, is out there with a big rug. The barber tells him to burn him so the sickness won't spread, but Travis says he won't burn him. He knew him, and he didn't deserve to die like that. Yeah, we love Travis. Back inside, Liz is scrubbing something in Maddie's sink, and out of this whole thing, that was one of the weirdest scenes in this whole episode. I mean, we got zombies, we got police riots, we got chaos at the hospital, we've got all this, but seeing another woman scrubbing something in Maddie's sink, that just ain't right, Mike. Hmm. That ain't right. Okay. It's not right. But she says that Travis was right, and they, they just won't die, and Travis says it's great what she's doing helping that woman. And then they're washing their hands together. They start washing their hands together. It's just an odd, odd situation. Liz says that in seven years she can go to medical school and be a doctor because that's what that woman needs. Because she's going to die if she doesn't get some some care. And then she goes into the tissue would die. She'll go into organ failure. She's really... Yeah, she's real optimistic. Yeah, she's got this woman. She's she's not giving her a great shot. But Travis says... Oh, and I thought it would be awkward having two wives in the house. Yeah. So at least we got a little bit of something there. But that's what I was saying. I think we might end up seeing some interesting dynamic. Yeah. All if he this keeps that attitude, the zombies are the least of his worries. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, we go back to Daniel and his wife and his daughter, and his daughter's name is Ophelia. Yeah, Ophelia. Ophelia. Yeah. And they're discussing if they should leave with Travis or wait on Daniel's cousin to come get him. And Ophelia says they have to go with Travis, and Daniel says that he can care for them and Griselda, and they need to just listen to him. And Daniel has some kind of problem with being in somebody's debt. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, and he also, um, he's very uh, family-oriented, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't understand his aversion. He just doesn't, they want it, that, I'm telling you, I know this type, he doesn't want any new friends. Doesn't want to add to his tribe. Okay. Travis is asking Maddie where she got Nick's pills, and she tells him that she got them at the school, and they're discussing giving some of the pills to Griselda or keeping them all for Nick. And um, then we see Liz. She goes to talk to Maddie. And what what do you think about that interaction? She goes in there. This is the ex-wife talking to, and we don't know what's happened between Travis and yeah. Liz. We don't have any idea. Right. Liz could have left him. We don't know anything about it. But right. it's an odd situation, and Liz would have to fill out a play. To say the least. But Maddie is. She she won't even look at her, and I think she's mad. Is what I'm thinking when she's when we're we're watching. It seems rude, but then it seems like she's just maybe in a deep in deep thought because she turns to her and asks her um, that if she turns into a zombie she wants her to handle it. She right. goes into the story about Susan. She's yeah. looking out the window is what she's doing. She kind of... History with Susan. Right. Have you noticed that the zombies sound exactly the same but up until this episode they really didn't look the same. Like this episode they're looking more like what we've come to um, get used to seeing in the way of zombies. The zombies are looking more like the Walking Dead zombies. Yeah, they... The newly turned zombies. Like, at first, they really didn't... No, not at all. Them. But now they're starting to look like zombies. That's awfully quick, don't you think? I think maybe they fired the makeup department. She starts talking about the zombie Susan outside, and she's reading her whole resume to, to Liz, and about all that she's done for her family when her husband died. And that's the first time we've heard that her husband's dead, so we learned that there too. I kind of like how they piece that out. How it's not like they're trying to tell us a story. It's like we've walked into something and we have to piece it together as it goes. Yeah, and I think that's the making of a I, good show. I do too. Yeah. So sometimes they try too hard and to, to right. give you the whole backstory in like an hour. Right. Yeah. Right. But she asked Liz to take care of her. If that ever happens to her, don't make Travis do it. And That'll she's break not, it. Yeah. She's not talking about an extended living uh, situation <laughs> no, either no 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 yeah, she's talking about the ball peen hammered in the middle of the head but the ex-wife you gotta think that she's sitting there thinking I'd love to you got it sister yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know I mean I mean yeah she asked the ex-wife to kill her I'm surprised Liz didn't just grin in that episode that would have been funny and then we go to commercial and we can all take <sighs> a breath <sighs> just yeah. for a second I feel like then we see Travis, and he's burying Peter while Susan is hiding mm -hmm. through the he fence. good morning to her. Yeah. I mean, Travis saw what Maddie saw and Nick saw with Cal. No. Travis saw all this. What would make Travis act like it's okay? Cal wasn't going to be okay. 
Cal wasn't going to be okay. I, don't, I just I don't understand it. Then we see Travis is taking out the trash. And don't you think that's funny? And the neighbors taking out the trash, and they're all just kind of like going through the motions. He just buried his zombie neighbor. He watched him get his head blown off in his living room. And they're taking the trash out, and the neighbor's taking the trash out. And they're just kind of looking at each other like, are you believing this crap? And, and Kind of like a deer in, in the headlights look yeah. at one another. But don't you think it would really, I mean, you know, of course we don't know about a zombie apocalypse, but don't you think people try to do the normal thing? Yeah, they go through the motions, yeah. yeah. Because it's habit, and that's yeah. just what you do. Yeah, well, it gives you a feeling of normalcy, too, to do something normal in a chaotic situation. I think that says a lot about the psychology of people, though. Yeah. I really like that part of this. I loved how they did that little that little scene right there it was really short and there was no words even yeah. spoken but Travis taking the trash out and that would have been one thing because okay but then seeing the neighbor do it at the same time I thought yeah. that was perfect yeah okay then we go back in and Daniel's showing Chris how to use the shotgun and Travis gets just all weird and mad and everything he's mad at Daniel and Maddie says she didn't see the harm and Travis said she knows Maddie how Maddie was, feels about guns. Maddie was out of line there. Maddie had no place criticizing Travis, counseling his son. I disagree vehemently with Travis and his position on firearms. Well, he's going to have to learn different position anyway. He yes, and he soon will. But uh, whether you know he does or not, I think it's a little ridiculous. A man is counseling his. He's he's directing his son. His son, and they made it clear that the families are separated, and that the the kids are not really big fans of the the other uh, the other spouses. And I don't think Maddie, if she wanted to counsel him, I don't think she's I don't I don't think she should have done it to begin with. But I absolutely don't think she should have done it in front of uh, a guest or anybody else. So you felt like she was counseling him? Yeah, I think I think she was. I think she was out of line in her comment uh, to him about it's okay or whatever it was she said. What was, what was the comment? Well, she said she didn't see the harm. I think she was trying to take the pressure off of Daniel. But she's out of line. I don't disagree with you. But what about Daniel? Was Daniel out of line for trying to show him about the gun then? Uh, Daniel, I well, Daniel's an old guy and. Obviously, he's comfortable around weapons, and he sees this young man, and he uh, feels like you know sharing a moment with him. And uh, I think he might have been. I mean, really, I mean, I wouldn't want anybody uh, instructing my kids about guns, especially somebody I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a family member like an uncle or somebody—that's a whole different thing. But this is this. These people have just been thrust together. And now he walks in after he's just got to be burying this guy and the neighbor's a zombie and trying to reach him through the fence. And so, you know, and he walks in and this guy who he's not really big buddies with anyway is now sitting down at the table with his son and showing him how to load a shotgun, teaching him about the choke and the bore and the spread and, and the kid's holding the gun up and he's aiming it. And, and the different... And Travis is is a anti-gun guy anyway. And... You see... I, I don't know if it's just the the difference in me and you or difference maybe in male and female. I don't know. But I would appreciate somebody showing my child something that I couldn't show them. Because I don't believe Travis can probably he show He doesn't him. believe in guns. He's not going to appreciate but, anybody but, showing anybody anything to do with guns. But 
he's gonna believe in guns. No, no, no. We're talking about the here and now. I. Okay. Well, I personally think knowledge is power anyway, and I think that I I would have appreciated it. The cars are loaded and they're ready to go, but Maddie says she's got one more thing she has to do, and she takes a mallet out back with Susan, and she's standing there trying to talk to Susan, the zombie, through the fence, and she's going to obviously whack her in the head, right, with the mallet. But Travis comes out and... We see Maddie also wondering about Susan's husband, Patrick, and what, you know, what if he went home the night before, and she's just kind of has this whole trail of thought. And Maddie says, who is she? And Travis says, she's your friend. But I think it's the violence factor that that's the problem. I, I because like Travis didn't want her to hit her in the head with a hammer. It's not just Travis is anti-gun. No, Travis didn't want her to kill her. She... He still thinks that um, she can be cured. Or there's a right. Cure Travis thinks she's sick. He's he's not convinced anyway. Yeah. And he's seen everything everybody else has seen. Travis so. is not my favorite character. Maddie's probably my favorite really? character. Really? Yeah. But Travis takes the mallet from her before she can do something that can't be undone, he says. Yeah. That's right. Well, you got that right. Um, so they're packing up the cars and they get in. And Nick's telling Maddie that he needs more pills. He's already telling her, and this is where he finds out that she gave some of the pills to Griselda, which makes Nick mad, because Griselda, oh, with yeah. her yeah. leg about to fall oh, off... Oh, no. Nick's a drug addict. He wants all them pills for Nick. Yeah, he's got it all... He'd already worked it out in his mind how long he was going to be able to stay high. And we've already figured out that... His hopes are dashed. That, right, that he might have even taken the pills from Susan's house, too. Yeah, he's looking away... Uh, very, very pissed off with Mom. Yeah, yeah, he says... Um, but Maddie absolutely did the right thing. And then Maddie pointed out, she needs him. Right. He said, I do too. I need well, medicine. I do think that Nick needed Madison to come off of that. as in To to not be a burden to everybody around him. Certainly. Yeah, 48 not hours, sort of, he'd have been but, okay. But, you know, well, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know that, but, yeah, he'd have been fine. But he... He does. He he really dramatizes it. And she says that she's going to be there for him. And he says he doesn't need her. He needs the meds. And looks away. Real, real yeah, dramatic. No, I know. <laughs> and that goes to show who, you know, who who he's thinking about, even in this dark time. Daniel goes into the house, and Ophelia says that they're leaving, and she wants to go with them. And uh, she says he is being stubborn and paranoid and hurting her mother and she thinks Travis will let them go with him if they just ask and Daniel tells her that good people are always the first ones to die. Yeah, Daniel's turned into the stubborn turned him into a stubborn old man. Well he became he was started off as a stubborn old man, but Travis I had high hopes for and they've turned him into they're turning him into kind of an idiot kind of character. Well we don't know yet. It's still early. So far. I think it's gonna be somebody who Yeah, but so far, he's just a non-violent person, which you have to appreciate. I did have a spinoff idea. Okay. After this is over. Are we going to tweet it to the Morgan Dead Riders? Yes. It's called. It's a show about Nick. Nick is the primary character. Okay. And his friends. It's called Fear the Walking Drug Addict. How about mm-hmm. what And it, like, takes place at? Um, anywhere. 
at a like a clinic, um, a well, live-in clinic for. Well, it could take place at, outside my business <laughs> any, any okay. day of the week. Okay. Uh, then we go to Travis. He's honking the horn and yelling for Alicia. She's all sassy and belligerent. They look up and there's these huge helicopters and they take off and there's like blood all over the bouncy house. This is like a uh, chaotic yeah. scene already. Pretty dark, yeah. Did you notice that Maddie and Alicia and Nick are in one car and Travis and Chris and Liz are in the other car? Isn't that weird that they're riding like that? Well, how else would they be arranged? I mean, Liz and... Uh, I know that equals out the numbers, but I'm surprised Travis isn't with Maddie. But then who do you put in the car with Liz and, and the, the Liz, Just Liz and Chris. and the, It's a truck. Just Liz and Chris. Why can't she just follow him to go out of town? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see a big deal. It's just son, and you know. I agree with that, and I don't see anything wrong with that. Specifically, it was just odd to me because it's not like Maddie's got a guy in the car with her. I mean, you certainly can't count Nick as any kind of male. No. He- hero. No, they're not gonna let him drive. I don't know. I just thought that was really weird. I made yeah. note of that. I don't think it's really weird. I think it's worth noting. Maddie sees Patrick, who's Susan's husband, going into the house, and in place of following, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? In, in place of following Travis, who goes one direction, yeah. Maddie goes the other direction yeah. to stop Patrick. To stop Patrick, try to help Patrick, and of course, when Patrick gets to where he can see Susan, it's not a, you know, he's not prepared for it, and, and he goes to hug her. He goes to hug her, and of course, luckily we've got. Um, you know, sniper qualified uh, army ranger behind him. Who dropped out the sky from somewhere because yeah, he just, wasn't there when when she pulled in. Yeah, yeah, he was coming through the backyard. Luckily for Patrick, of course. And this is where the cavalry came. Yeah, and that's that's the thing about you know there's still you know human nature. Hope is human nature. You know they. Okay, now here's the cavalry. You know, now the cavalry is finally here. Everything's going to be okay now. Right, we're gonna we're saved. Finally, yeah. they're here. But what did you think about that? I mean, suddenly they were all alone. We saw the helicopters, but that's all. And then within literally 30, 45 seconds. Well, you didn't know how close they were. But I mean, the backyard is swarming. It's swarming. Not really. There's people coming out of their house. They're taking they're, inventory. They're working their way through the neighborhood. So you think it's just, you think it's just coincidental? Yeah. That they showed up right there. Of course. I think that's a big coincidence. Well, that's that's one of those things that. It's pretty lucky for Patrick. Well, well, is it? Because what they do with him? Maddie's asking what they did with Patrick, and they said he was covered in contaminated blood to the farm. Um. So anyway, we go to a commercial. We come back and there's tons of military. They're all up and down the street. And um, they're telling how many people live in the house. And yeah, Travis crazy. says that all nine of them live there. Names them all. The military's talking to Maddie and notice where Travis has buried Peter. Yeah. And they ask what it is. And she, man, she comes up with it quick, doesn't she? She says that their dog died. She tells them that they've not been exposed to anything. 
Meanwhile, Nick's canvassing houses, trying to break in, mm-hmm. leave it to Nick, and looking for drugs, we presume. Of course. He sees a little girl in a window holding a doll, waving at him, and that stops him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a... Was he embarrassed? He's a sentimental drug addict. And then he looks up and he sees an airplane flying, a big, like, airliner flying very erratically overhead. And this is where Maddie's asking him if people are infected with others' blood. They don't, they just won't tell her anything. No. This, actually, is where Travis says the Calvary has arrived. It's going to get better now. And he hugs Maddie as they romantically watch the military dump bodies into a dump truck. Griselda is asking Daniel what he's looking at through the window, and he says it's already too late as he watches the military draw a big X on the neighbor's house. And that was the end of it. I did note that there was no time to catch my breath in this. Immediately into scenes from next week, which we taped it, and it cut it off, and I was glad because I... It it was as much drama and chaos and tension as I wanted to watch at that particular moment. Do you find yourself, like, wanting more when this goes off? Or are you, like, taking a breath and going, okay, we made it through this one, let's get to the next one? I'm not necessarily waiting for it to go off, but I don't... Um, neither. I don't. I'm not as uh, breathless throughout as you are. It doesn't make you as nervous no. as it makes me. I don't know why this one. I mean, I've watched zombie shows for years. We watch. I don't know. It struck you different. What's that other one that just recently came back on? Oh, Z Nation. Yeah, the yeah, the kind of like a B film kind of. That is so fun. I mean, it's that's like the most ridiculous zombie show I've ever seen, and and I can't look away. Hmm. So, do you have anything else? Nope, I'm done. Well, okay. Well, that's the end of episode three of season one of Fear the Walking Dead on AMC, and we hope that you'll connect with us on Twitter at Michelle from TN. Connect with us on tribalrant.com, and we'll have all of our information up there. And until next week. See you next week. Bye-bye.